Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher But I flew too Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Marble. And I'm Jim Ford. And this is The Lantern Cast Presents Green Lantern Pre-Birth. Episode 18. We're back after like a year. <laughs> Over a year, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hold Jim's feet to the fire, and we're at least going to record two of these in 2023. <laughs> Man, Mark, you know, it's... It's crazy to think that we're on issue 19 and we only have a few issues left. Like by the time we finish this podcast, like James is going to be graduating <laughs> high school. <laughs> he'll he'll be taking over the show by then. Oh my god, that's brilliant. That'll oh, be man. That'll be Lantern Cast the next generation. You better Dan better adopt a kid quick. i'll remind him when we record next oh my god batman style that's right Mm. that's right at least at least you have multiple robins he doesn't have any at the moment (laughs) (laughs) come on dan get with it yeah so this will be this is our first recording since the the epic episode 500 and appropriately chad's not here which we'll talk about more in episode 501 (laughs) but just just yeah, getting... was it was really shocking what happened after you know we stopped recording i like <laughs> i was not prepared for that that blowout it, it it was more shocking that he made it through 500 i think uh, i mean to be fair yeah that's that's true that the, the tone the tone of that episode was so nice that it just it just there, there, there were no announcements that really could have been made in that, in that episode but but uh, Dan and I will deal with that in five one. <laughs> yeah, well, good good luck, good luck yeah. to the two of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you'll you'll be on here and there too, and there'll be there'll be there'll be room, there'll be there'll be, <laughs> there'll be space. That's, yeah, well, nice. I know it's, it's not exactly what you wanted to hear, but <laughs> no, I I guess I'll I'll have to bring my. Well, I'm not going to bring my A game anymore, but uh, you'll at least get my B game. <laughs> and now, tonight, for pre-birth, you've got my C game. Oh, God. <laughs> but at least I'm going to do the issue review, so that makes it that makes it a little easier. That makes it much easier. Yeah. And to be fair, this issue was... Spoiler alert. This issue, actually, I com- I knew what this issue was. We, I mean, obviously, based on where we left off in the series, I knew this was going to be the apocalypse issue but i actually had completely forgotten what the story was really about so i it was it was somewhat surprising and not and i would say mostly in a positive way what the story was about but (laughs) which it's it says a lot considering you're probably at this stage of the series i mean it kind of this show starts going off to this episode uh is one of the if I remember correctly, it's one of the last really, really enjoyable issues. But again, it's been, <laughs> don't mock me, man. <laughs> oh no! But no, I I've forgotten everything that comes after this. And to be fair, I was just going to say that. To be fair, I don't mean. But we don't we don't we have the Santa Claus issue? Or did we didn't do that? Or did we do that one? We did that one already, did we? Did we do I the Santa Claus issue? I have no recollection. It's I'll have been to go back so for so long. For some reason, oh. I think we did it. So maybe I went completely wrong, but I have to double check. But the the point really is, not not many episodes. Well, as we roll through this, we'll have a full recollection of you know what is what happened in these issues. Pretty much from the the Abin Sir rebirth issue, and it kind of becomes hazy because you're you're in like the last third of this book at this point, and. 
but this was a as well let me let me d- jump into it but this i, I actually enjoyed the story because and it does kind of fit with the general tone i think of this book so this issue's title was the equations of light and darkness and as jim and i just talked about which we kind of both had overlooked before we reread the book this issue was actually written by legendary specter scribe john ostrander so this is not a Demetrius issue. Does have Norm Brayfogle as the penciler, who obviously took over for the latter stage of this run. Dennis Jonke, inker, Bill Oakley letterer, Guy Major, colorist, Stephen Wacker, associate editor, and Dan Rathbler. Not exactly a major league who's who of names that you think of when it comes to this book, I think, unless you get past maybe Ostrander and Fogel. But still, it's a good, it's a good issue. So we begin with this girl in the appropriately named Anomaly, who's running through the streets of Apocalypse and being being chased by other, other. I was just going to say thugs, but basically they're the lowest of the low in Apocalypse. And so if you're if you're on the low, the low end of the totem pole in Apocalypse, you kind of get your kicks by beating on people who are even lower than you, because <laughs> I guess that makes you feel better. And, make, and obviously Anomaly is on a lower end than these thugs that are chasing her. Uh, they have beaten her before. They're about, they're about to beat her again. And basically, unbeknownst to her, her her trying to phrase it the best way that she felt that the uh, her sin, her she considers what she's going on and she's being punished for her sin. And that is something that cries out and calls Hal Jordan, the specter to to apocalypse. And she has an interesting ability to uh, manipulate kind of light. Is that what you would say? Or it's almost like an enemy. It's almost like a construct. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, like a jubilee kind of light show kind of thing. It looks like. Yeah, that seems that seems that seems to be her gift. But obviously, an apocalypse, you know, it's like a bizarre world. So anything that's beautiful is horrible and and looked down upon. And how how Jordan is there to comfort her? Tells her that what she has, you know, is her gift is beautiful. Some parademons show up to attack the specter. This is this whole scene is kind of cool. The, the Hal drifts into like skeleton like specter mode and, and just lays into these parademons left and right. Dark side becomes aware of the specter's presence. He shoots the mega beams out uh, towards the girl. He's planning on taking out anomaly because because he can and because she's a problem. And and that's the reason why the specter's there. And pretty much I like the way Hal kind of like just deflects the mega beams like it's nothing. Of course, then he gets blasted in the face with the mega beams. But the coolest part is, uh, how how kind of like really really gets pissed and he lays into dark side and momentarily because Hal makes the Hal makes the uh assumption and the conclusion though it turns out to be erroneous that the real reason he's there is that not for the, because the girl needs redemption but because apocalypse as a whole the planet needs redemption and of course dark side is the biggest problem to it so Hal momentarily blasts blast dark side and it looks like he kills him I mean, he momentarily is 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 down and dead, and he's in skeleton form. And all of Apocalypse pretty much is like a chain reaction. But very quickly, Dark Side starts rising and starts healing. And the Spectre is kind of like stunned by this. And Dark Side just kind of makes a point. Let's basically uh, have you, which comes to play into play later in the issue. It's like, have you figured out pretty much why you couldn't get why you couldn't get rid of me? You know, what's the point of me still being here, or why can't you? Do what you think you should be able to do. Hal, in the meantime, takes Anomaly. He takes her to New Genesis, where he, again, erroneously thinks she was meant to be, like, not necessarily because of her name, but he just kind of assumes, well, because she's got a, she's got a beautiful gift that she really should never have been on Apocalypse anyway, that she should be on New Genesis. And he has com- he has conversations with Light, Light Ray and Metron, and... Hal, Hal asked Metron, you know, like, why, you know, you know, I wasn't allowed to kill Darkseid. And Metron kind of says, hmm, I wonder. And at first, I think Hal thinks he's just playing games with him. It's like, hey, I, this is the way you are. And it's like, no, it's like I'm kind of I'm asking a legitimate question. It's like I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious myself about, like, exactly what's going on here. And Hal, Hal and uh, Metron go off to the to the source wall and. Metron kind of points out uh, that basically, as we all know, how it used to be, if anybody comes into contact with the source wall, you permanently become a attached to it. 
which Metron, I do like the fact that Metron, who always is, is dealing with questions, makes it pretty makes it absolutely clear clear when it comes to a, a, this equation that he knows he knows what would happen if he touches the source wall. He'll become part of it. And no risk at all. That's right. It's like it's like, hey, uh, <laughs> but but meanwhile, he's like a Hal being Hal. This is you kind of like this because this is actually part of you know Hal Jordan's actual personality. That you know, Hal kind of believes that, hey, you know, uh, I don't think that's going to work the same way with me. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go into the. I'm going to go through his into the source wall, and he's like, well, and good luck to you. <laughs> and this part, this part is cool too. That Hal goes in, and even though it's not the best version of the central power battery, Hal goes in, and he thinks that he's on Oa, and he sees the a central power battery, and he sees all the Opsa, he sees old timer there. And Hal's not Hal's really not confused. I mean, Hal is confused and not really sure what's going on until it becomes clear that basically this Hal comes to the conclusion, oh, this is the source. And the source and Aliopsis Ali says, well, no, this is your understanding of the source. Basically, it's all in a way that's all Hal can compre- comprehend of the source. And he just points to the central power battery and it's like, you, you know, your this is your answer. Your answer is in there. Meanwhile, back in New Genesis, Metron is talking to Anomaly, and Metron realizes, as they've t- they discussed earlier in the book, that, that Darkseid's going to go to war for whatever reason, even out of principle, to get this girl back. So Metron's not going to allow that to happen. So while Hal's doing his Spectre thing to go into the central power battery to figure out exactly what the source is trying to tell him, Metron does take Anomaly back to Apocalypse. And at this point... It's a real simple explanation for what what's going on here. They talk about well, what are batteries? Batteries are two are two two charges, positive and negative. And you, and without without two charges, basically you have no power. And it's so cutting to the chase. The reason why Hal couldn't take care of Darkseid because he fills a purpose. Because without dark without the negative, you can't have the positive. So that is that is the lesson Hal is meant to learn in the central power battery. Meanwhile, on Apocalypse, Darkseid is about to sacrifice. Anomaly and make her an example. How I like that. How pissed Hal is when he goes back to New Genesis and finds out that <laughs> Metron took took Anomaly back to Apocalypse to be killed. Hal sh- Hal shows up and he's ready to duke it out with with Darkseid. But then Anomaly kind of says, you know, basically uh, Anomaly. She kind of is willing to accept her fate and she says that she forgives Darkseid for everything that he is and. Darkseid pauses for a moment and then just laughs. And then for and then Darkseid just pretty much says, well, just take her. It's like she's not worth the trouble. Just get her out of here. And everybody and both Metron and uh, Hal are confused by this. It's like, is he showing mercy? Is he showing forgiveness? And I, this is this is an interesting little exchange when when Darkseid saying nothing because based because Anomaly is going to be sent to Earth. That is, that is pretty much as a take her, take her to your planet. And Darkseid just makes it clear. It's like, I forgive nothing. I accept no forgiveness. She is banished into chaos and fear and despair. Here there is order and meaning. Too too late will she learn that this paradise is now lost to her forever. So I do find that interesting about how from Darkseid's perspective that our life on Earth and and all the struggles we go through, that's really worse than the the life that there is on Apocalypse. And that's that's kind of the message Darkseid sends. The issue ends with Metron and the Spectre at, at the Source Wall, and Metron is pretty much is pretty much asking for it. What what lesson did Hal learn? Legitimately trying to figure out. Did you figure out why you couldn't kill Darkseid? And Hal does kind of. He said he, he got his answer. It might not be your answer. He says, and he does. And I think Hal being kind of like kind of like being Hal like. It's like well, and not probably to get back at Metron also for kind of being a dick and taking an anomaly off to get killed. Doesn't really give. Doesn't really tell. Metron what he found what he found but he goes well I think you know I think a part I think a part of me is kind of still at in the source wall and of course as Hal flies off you kind of see an, an image of the specter part of the specter merged into the source wall as Hal flies off to his next adventure and that is the recap of this issue Woo-hoo! <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll put Rick Flair in every week oh good good that'll be that'll be an Easter egg to look forward to <laughs> So what did you think, Jim? Well, I want to start out by saying that I really did enjoy the art. I think this, it flows a lot more like a comic book, you know, in terms of the 
the comic book style art and certain things just really look nice i i really did like the power battery in this the various scenes with the power battery i liked when metron showed anomaly the universe and how small she was in it yes yeah you know there was just a lot of really good scenes even on apocalypse the source wall art wise I think this is one of the stronger issues that we've had. But oh no, I, there was no but. It's just like no art-wise, that's that's it. Like I just I like also the fact that it's Apocalypse and New Genesis. There's a lot of really interesting things to draw. So they really they really made made the full use of what they got to draw in this issue. Spectre, you know, when he was killing Darkseid and he's like all flame head and the energy pouring out of him when he was killing Darkseid, it was, it's great. It's really, really great art. Story wise, I think you're correct in that this definitely fits with the rest of the series, even though it's written by John Ostrander instead of Demetrius. It's totally in the same style uh, without, if I hadn't looked at it, I would have just assumed that it was written by the same writer. So I guess for continuity and not like, not comic continuity, but for continuity of story, that's a big plus. If you're reading this, the series, a guest writer steps in and you can't like without even without looking at it, you can't even tell that it was written by somebody else. I think that's um that's a definite plus. Now, if you're like me and you don't totally love this book, and the, the writing is uh, almost the same as everything else, then I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's not the greatest plus in the world, but uh, all in all, I thought that it was an okay story. I think the character anomaly is fairly throwaway. True. And I I think that like the whole the whole issue was probably pitched, oh, I wanna do a Spectre versus Dark Side story. And it was probably John Ostrander who's like, Okay, I've gotten to write Spectre, and I don't know if he ever got a chance to face him up against Dark Side. But whether he had or he hadn't, he definitely didn't have a chance to write him as the spirit of redemption. So, you know, even if he had fought him before, it would have been as the spirit of vengeance. So this is a completely different take if he had, which I don't know because I never read that that series. So going into it, he's like, okay, give me Darkseid versus Spectre. I'll figure out some way into this story so that he can uh, go up against him somehow. And his way in was this character anomaly who, like you mentioned, has these light powers, which are not ever explored. It's just that she can make a pretty light. And. Right. And on earth, it looks like she's just trying to be a traditional artist afterwards. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. She uses the powers to kind of busk at the end of the issue on Earth, but she is also an artist who keeps on getting rejection letters. So, which I'll get there in a second, I guess. But the Hal at the Source Wall, it was interesting him going in. It was interesting the metaphor aspect with the power battery and the old-timer. But the reveal being that the reason that Darkseid has to live is because a battery has a positive and negative charge, otherwise there's no power, is just kind of like oversimplified, maybe? On one level, yes. I, I think I was thinking about this when after you, you first started talking and I was thinking back what I said about, about the issue. To me, to me, the biggest negative of that being the moral of the story 
It's just the fact that we've kind of gotten that before in this book, because I think we, we definitely got that in the Two-Face issue. And I think, and I don't, we may not have gotten it in the Joker because that was the Parallax version of the Joker, but I think, or the Jokerized version of Parallax, I I know we definitely got it in the Two Face version when Hal was pl- when Hal temporarily like cured Two Face too, so I think there's a lot. I mean, it's con- it's consistent. It goes along with the theme about the duality of which is pretty con- like I said, it's pretty straightforward as far as I'm a- they they are con- hitting those consistent beats about we can't have one without the other. But I think because we've kind of been down that road already, it the impact of that is a little bit less even though i guess it's good to see that unless you want to look at it from the perspective that there is a bigger cosmic pic- picture that even that's beyond the specter's per- point of view no matter who's in charge of the specter or even if the specter didn't have a host that there's still a there may be some things the specter just can't do because there's bigger pieces of the puzzle and there's got to be some kind of balance even if you may not understand it i may not understand it that there's a you know the presence itself dictates that certain things can't be done because you have to have Yin and Yang. Yeah, I mean, I understand it, but it kind of doesn't really jive with the concept of the character, of the Spectre. Like, he's supposed to go out there redeeming people. You know, prior it was uh, punishing, you know, the evil and everything like that. So Apocalypse, yeah, I mean, that would be a prime candidate for redemption. He should be able to just completely wipe them out. They always give this kind of explanation that, oh, well, you need the darkness, you know, to have the light. Like, why? You really don't. Like, if you just had, like, if the specter had gone through the universe and just punishing the wicked and constantly punishing the wicked and or redeeming the wicked and over time just on kept on making the universe a better and better place, then the universe would just be a better place. And there would still be people that would be doing bad things, but that you, you'd still have the specter to keep on redeeming those people or punishing or whatever. The idea that you have to have darkness for there to be light kind of negates the purpose of the specter to begin with. Because if you have to have evil to have good, if you have to have darkness to have light, then the specter really shouldn't be doing anything because anytime he redeems or punishes anybody, he's altering that balance. So I guess when you have an issue like this that specifically states, oh, well, you just killed Darkseid and he came back to life because your creator knew that there was a need for him and the need is to keep this evil planet going where he dominates everybody in a form of slavery. Like, that's stupid. Like, that's dumb. Like, you can't, like it's so difficult to rectify the presence of the specter while you're also stating, oh, yeah, you got to have dark side. If you don't have dark side, then how do you have good? Um, very easily, actually. <laughs> it would be much easier to have good if you didn't have dark side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, 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 do, I do think it's a slippery slope. It's probably slightly less of a slippery slope because we know this specter is spirit of redemption, not spirit of vengeance. And because that that in a way, oh, the other thing we didn't talk about at all, which was probably important, is part of the reason why Hal was he lashed out the way he did was because Apocalypse is almost like a the mere presence of Apocalypse. It kind of like works on you. It's it's such a negative, horrible place that it basically was working on him. And along, and if he had been able to succeed in killing Darkseid, the implication, I think it was Metro, I think it was Metro, Metron or Light Ray, probably Metron said you would have ended up taking his, taking his place because basically, which I guess in a way continues that dynamic that, okay, if you kill Darkseid, then then somebody else would have to fill, somebody else would have to fill that void. But it's also like, it was like this, 
it's like this dark side of the force kind of thing. It just kind of like t- it just hovers. O- it hovers over this place, so, so it just influences you even when you don't think that it is, and that's why Hal lashed out, even though he's a spirit of redemption and trying to redeem Apocalypse. And the way to redeem Apocalypse in his mind was to wipe out Dark Side to start with, which which makes sense. I I I do I agree with you. It is a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Even though, again, it's kind of like I guess if you're going up, going up the ladder, there are just certain things that certain certain things the spect is just not allowed to do. But I do, I do agree. It's slippery. I, it reminded me as you were saying that it reminded me of hey, one of my favorite books. It reminded me of in Rom when Galactus shows up to try to wipe out Galador, and Rom makes a deal with him. It's like hey, if I give t- if I take you to another world instead. Will you live Galador alone? It's like, sure. So he takes him to Wraith World, you know, in the Dark Nebula, the, the home planet, the home planet of the, the dire wraiths. And that place turns out to be so vile and so evil and just so dark that dark that Galactus can't even consume it. Dark Galactus is barely able to get out of there alive because it's just such a such an evil darkness to it that he even if even though we tried, he could he couldn't take it out. Now there isn't any godlike intent in that of uh, preventing him from doing it but it's kind of like but you could read into it saying again that there's just some things that some things that you just can't touch for whatever reason uh but that's what it, it did remind me of that because that was that was that was kind of a kind of a cool story because i don't think rom actually let him there on purpose hoping i mean i guess deep down he was kind of hoping that maybe they they both would get wiped out he'd wipe out wraith world and galactus would die in the process but he wasn't he didn't legitimately think i think that was going to happen to galactus where he would fail miserably but but i do get your point i think i think it's i think it is a slippery slope about when you deal with evil as a concept that either there has to be a certain amount of evil in the world for good to exist or well, you need like the you kind of need this like space Hitler level of hit of of evil that needs to exist at least at some point in order for in in order for good to be at such a high level too. I do think I, I get your point completely. Yeah, it's just I don't know. That's it's kind of my issue with a lot of stories having to do with dark side. A, a lot of it's almost as if the justification. It's almost like one of the rules about telling a story about apocalypse and dark side is that oh well you're going to have to figure out some way to justify why we keep around this planet of absolute darkness and misery and slavery and whatever and i mean the real reason is because plot armor yes you know like absolutely oh, well, you gotta have you gotta have Dark Side because he's the big bad of the DC universe. And every once in a while, like they defeat him, they kill him or whatever, and he comes back in another form. And I don't have a problem with that. To me, that makes sense. To me, like having Dark Side there as a force to be overcome and to be defeated is that makes for good stories. And you know, them going up against him, like, whatever, that that's cool. Like, defeating Darkseid is the story. Like, that's where the meat is. But all the other ancillary tales to kind of beef up Darkseid and kind of justify his existence all the rest of the time, it almost always tends to fall apart for me. And that's most of the stories about dark side. And that's why I, I don't, I don't like the new gods. I don't like the dark side. I, it's like they, they suffer from this plot armor that they exist because they have to exist by editorial and no actual reason. Oh, universe says they got to exist. <laughs> I guess we got to leave them alone. No, screw that. Like everything else, like even even Mongol and War World, there's there's stories like right now where Superman defeated War World, he defeated Mongol, he freed everybody on it while he was uh, stuck on War World for like a year or so, and after defeating him and des- destroying War World or whatever, there's others that are saying like, oh, you don't know what you've done. 
War World served a purpose. No, it didn't. The purpose that it served was enslaving people. It's not like War World was going around like doing any good. It's not like War World was going around wiping out invasive species or whatever, something like that. War World had no positive influence other than some sort of plot armor that you give to it to justify why it had to be there in the first place. So I guess conceptually, I have an issue with these kind of things. Now, that said, I can kind of step out of that for a second to acknowledge that this story, dealing with those concepts, dealt with it fairly well. So if you're on board for all of that, which I am not, then this is a great story for you. Uh, One other thing that I will point out that I thought that was pretty interesting was that you've got Darkseid representing Apocalypse in this. And for New Genesis, they pick Light Ray. So, like, they really amped up the, you know, okay, well, we've got the dark over there and the light over here. They really were playing up the dark versus the light in this one, literally. That was that was a nice touch. Subtle, but a nice touch. Dark sides, you know, I I ban I banish you. The, you know, you're not I I don't even have a problem with him and like his perspective that on apocalypse, everybody's got it easy. There's nothing to hope for. There's no, there's only despair so that you'll never get your hopes up and then have them dashed. You're always going to have like this one like base level of despair that's never going to go up or down. So disappointment will never be in your life. You'll never have hope, hopes that are dashed. You'll never know failure because that's the base level of everybody's existence there. It's just try and survive and then eventually die. And based on anybody else's existence, like that's awful. Like nobody would sign up for that. But if that's what you're born into, then I could see how he would think that going anywhere else from that would be a form of punishment. So that kind of tracks in this issue. And then even seeing her struggle on earth uh, I'm guessing that's New York City. It looks like yeah, I think square. so. It it's it looks like she's struggling and that she's facing disappointment and heartache and you know she's got to eat like cans of beans. Like she's not she's she doesn't have a great existence. She's barely scraping by. You know, it's just I don't know if I don't I don't even know if this is better or worse for her. I mean, I would think that it's better, but. For her personally, I like, what would she say? Is this better or is this worse? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that that actually is the interesting question, right? To to judge whether we think her life, what her life is going to be like. Whether, because of course it's open to interpretation, whether everything we're seeing is exactly 100% what's going on or just what dark, how dark side kind of imagines it's going to go too. Uh, but even, even, even if we take it on the surface level, that this is basically his he's waxing poetic about her how miserable her life's going to be and we're actually getting a play by play that seeing how her life is playing out in unison that it is the we don't really you know it, it's it's a work in progress we really don't know though of course my natural instinct when i'm looking at that page is you know it's not like it's not like hal doesn't know an artist he can help her he can hook her up with to help her out <laughs> that's a good point well, like literally in New York City. It's like, it's like show up and do use some specter magic and go visit Kyle and say, hey, help her out, will you? <laughs> help oh, a brother man, out. That's, that's a great point. Oh, was he on Earth at this point, though? Who, Kyle? Yeah. Where, where, where else would he be? Well, there was that whole point where he was going through space. Uh, I think he, well, we'd have to go back and match the years on this. This is a 2002. I would assume either way, either way. I mean, but I know you, you are correct. He theoretically could not at that little, at that literal instant, he could be off doing an adventure, but yes, you would think how he, he could have, 
he could have had he could have asked Kyle to at least look out for her to put or set her off on the right path at least even if it was just on the ground level somewhere. But either way, I just it, that just hit me when I when I was flipping through the the end of the book. I don't know. It's the one thing this book is certainly never void of is interesting ideas to make you think about maybe other aspects of problems or situations that you normally wouldn't think of. And that's, and again, regardless of whether you agree with dark side philosophy or not, he certainly, he does give you a little food for thought about the idea that, okay, her life's absolutely shit here, but at least she has no reason to think it's ever going to be any better. And she knows what to expect day in and day out, as opposed to having like false hope, like you said, or, or, having things go better for a while just to have and to achieve something or to be or to actually be happy and then to have it all taken away and it all comes crashing down. Those are things you don't have to worry about on apocalypse. But yeah, it, it, I think it's it, you it's glass half full, glass half empty. I mean, we would probably try to believe that she has the opportunity. You know, it's again, it's the whole like uh, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So at least she has the opportunity be able to be happy it doesn't mean she has doesn't mean she's going to be happy it doesn't mean she she's supposed to be happy it doesn't mean everybody should be happy everybody needs to everybody just needs the option they need to have and they should have the opportunity to have that result but it, but the, the results are not guaranteed so you don't so we don't know it's it yeah it, it you're right as a character herself it is one of those things where you know if her if her roots went back longer, this is one of those obscure characters that probably Grant Morrison would have revisited. <laughs> if if her ties were like to the Silver Age or something, it's like that's this is kind of one of those obscure characters that I don't think we've ever seen again. That it would be that you could see someone like Morrison plucking out of the mythology and going back to revisit, just like uh, when, when they revisited, you know, Helen Helen Jordan, and the, so I I think I do think it's interesting on that level. I like I do I did like the story. I just agree. Like I mentioned, I think it's just a little repetitive based on theme wise on things that we've seen before, regardless of whether the theme itself is a problem like like you have with it, which I can understand. But I do think we we've kind of been down that road a little bit. It's like, oh, you can't, it's like you can't. There's some things that you can't fix. There are some 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 things need to exist as in in their in their horrible broken state just because it serves a greater purpose and which you know there 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 is there is value in having that belief because there's and I, and I always forget which saint and I have the stupid angel book right next to me to to check but there's but because there's a there's a certain doctrine or belief if you look related to Lucifer that Lucifer is serving a role for God that whether you know whether he's consciously aware that he is or not i think is, is open to interpretation but but the reality is somebody had to play that role somebody had to go to hell and do that role do that job and that only lucifer could because he was the only one who was strong enough and strong-willed enough to do it and could survive and not just survive in hell but thrive in hell so he's actually serving serving a role and if you if you buy into that philosophy, uh, and I'm I don't know if it's Saint Augustine or somebody, it might be, but but there's, or Saint Jerome, there's, a, there's several saints that actually believe that that but believe that that or were willing to to willing to say that's a possibility. That if you look at it from that perspective, then then you can see why there has to be yin or yang because they are serving, even though we don't understand it, they are serving a greater purpose. That eventually, and of course, based if you accept that philosophy, at some point. Lucifer slash Satan would be redeemed, that he would be accepted back into heaven at you know probably at the at the end uh, end of time and everything else, and he will be redeemed, and everybody will know what what the plan was. But it's that kind of belief that there ha- that there has to be a, that there's the role to be played. And I guess if you look at it from that perspective, dark side, unfortunately, as much as we're sick of seeing him, many of us, the dark side kind of does serve that role, generally speaking, in the DCU. So that's that. So I guess they're kind of hinting at something like that. I mean, I could I could kind of see that, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it didn't need to be explored in a a Spectre comic. I I can I can understand that. I did like the uh the scene where a piece of the Spectre was tied to the source wall at the very end, which would be another well, even though the source wall really doesn't exist the way it did, but that would have been something 
the last time I remembered it doesn't <laughs> that it, that would have been another cool thing to revisit at some point. Actually, in theory, that would have been a cool thing to revisit, like back when Hal and Black Hand and uh, from Lights Out Relic, yeah, when they were all when, when they were all at the Source Wall. That 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 would that would kind of been a, even even if it was a cool little vi- cool little visual, that kind of would have been cool if we if we if they had revisited that little image of the Hal Jordan Spectre being encased being encased in the wall because Hal probably wouldn't even remember it because as we know once he stopped being the specter his memories of everything he did as a specter slowly started to fade although the fact that the source wall doesn't exist anymore and a lot of those promethean giants like escaped because of it it would be interesting to see a fragment of the hal jordan version of the specter floating around at some point in some story somewhere yeah that's true that would be especially now with you know especially now with the uh with the corrigan specter not the same but a version of the corrigan specter back in the dcu like you're right that would that that see those those are like interesting concepts that if people would could think about and give get a little thought it could make for an interesting story because they are loose they are technically loose ends and though they but and they could they could make good stories absolutely Anything else on the Spectre 19? I think that'll do it for me. Cool. So did you did you want to do the uh, some brief WB talk or were you ha- or you are you happy with not doing it? <laughs> I you. think I think I'm happy not doing that stuff. Okay. I think I've I'm 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 good with that. You guys you guys can tackle that on uh on the next the next episode even though <laughs> I won't have Chad to kick around anymore, but or or I'll just tackle it on my own, or maybe 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 it'll be time to maybe I can lasso Corwin in for that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Actually, Corwin and I haven't he and I haven't recorded one on one in a long time. Maybe yeah, maybe especially since more and more stuff keeps coming about coming out about that whole Patty Jenkins. He said she said WB stuff and how it relates to. Her Rogue Squadron movie, which was still probably never see the light of day. <laughs> oh God! No. Especially no if, especially if the rumors are true that Kathleen Kennedy is done, it's just a matter of waiting until Indy comes out. That if that's all true, because I was reading I the article it. to, I was reading the article or reading and reading something today. Mm-hmm. I'm watching something today about how uh, supposedly that you know the, the the severance package between Disney and Kathleen Kennedy has all been worked out too. So it's just a matter of getting us to post Indiana Jones and then she like Indy well, well maybe more than Indy she will be riding off into the sunset and then and then uh so well um when is her contract up I don't think her contract is up I think she may have a I would have to double check because they extended her not that long ago which is really dumb I but think I think I think she has like two more years yeah I think but I think they're buying her out which is probably what what the whole severance package thing is for oh uh, I t- you know, contract I extensions think, are real dumb a lot of the times. Honestly, I think Iger was pretty happy with her. And now that Iger's back and he's going to be back for two years and she's got about two years left on her contract, I think she's probably going to ride that out. That's, and while she's on her way out, probably have uh, uh, the other two guys that have been running Star Wars like kind of step up into you know, training to take over for her. Uh, that is, that is what, well, that's what convention, the, the conventional wisdom was that with, I with Chapek out and Iger gone, that that was going to, ha- what's going to happen, but it kind of broke it like about a month or so, but maybe, well, not me, maybe not a full month because I forget how long ago it's been since Iger came back, but it broke probably like about a week after Iger, after Iger took back over when some of the heads started to roll and things like that, that despite the, that, yes, we all, I would, Almost everybody thought the same thing. I thought the same thing, that if you're looking to get Kathleen Kennedy out, that Iger coming back was the worst thing that could happen. Chapek staying would have been much more likely to, to get rid of her. But the, the word on, but supposedly the word on the street is that's really not the case. That 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 because, again, don't forget, Iger's not just coming back. He's not just coming back to come back. He's coming back to try to put as many uh, eggs in a row as possible, as well as training who, whoever his new successor is going to be so it's trying to like put out these fires so i i certainly can understand why part of what that mission would be would be before he leaves to have a new head of 
Lucasfilm in place. So we'll see. I mean, and plus they have, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy's responsibilities have been reined in a lot about what project she's involved with. And I think Indiana Jones is for better or for worse. We'll know in like six months uh, is like the last big one that she has a lot of influence on. So we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping it's true. Though, again, it's like it's always like a be careful what you wish for, because we don't know. We really don't know who's going to get the job. It'd be nice if it was Favreau or Filoni, but it may not be. I think and then- it's it really has to be, though. The only reason for it to not be Favreau or Filoni is because is would be because one of them is getting tapped to take over for Iger. Yeah, and that's, that's not, the, and that's, yeah, you're right. And that's not going to happen. But unless it's politics, but we know it could be, it could be politics because there, I mean, there are two fat, you know, from what, from everything we hear, there's like, there's, there's, there's two factions. It's kind of like the, the, the Lucas faction, if you will, which is kind of like the Filoni and Favreau view of, of Star Wars and of doing things. And then there's the Kathleen Kennedy way of doing things. So there's, they've kind of, there's kind of like two, it's almost kind of like the country. It's kind of like split in two different directions. And it has to do with, I guess, who win, who wins the power struggle. And I think that's what it, you would think. Lodge again. This is one of those things where, when you look at the shape, when you look at Chapek versus Iger, that if, as an example, if you were somebody who really just wanted Disney to like stay out of, forget about it, like identity politics, just stay out of politics in general, and in the big picture, despite his stumble with Florida. Chapek was probably a better guy to have because he's a he's a he's a bean counter, he's a he's a bottom line guy. So at the end of the day, if something's hurting business, it doesn't matter even if he personally agrees with it deep down. It's hurting business, so cut it out. Iger has a lot of the things that are in place now that have hurt Disney. If you believe it has from a identity politics and agenda perspective, that all a lot of those things were implemented under the Iger to begin with. So if you're so that's an area where it's. That's why it'll be interesting. But Iger could, based on what his mandate is now, and based on what he wants to do, because again, a lot of rumor, a lot of the in the in a lot of the rumor slash inside information is that Iger really wants to run for president. So he probably wants to have everything as he doesn't want to have any of these these albatrosses hanging around his neck. So if he can kind of like smooth things out for Disney and put them on a more even keel, and maybe not be rocking the boat in there in some areas where they did before that it would be help will be more helpful to him in his personal goals that then maybe you would maybe you could see him doing things things you wouldn't suspect he would do previously but it's up it's up in the air but we'll yeah about Kathleen Kennedy we're going to see her I don't know why they extended her it, it, sometimes they do these things just because either they don't know who they want to put in in place or it's easier not to rock the boat even if you're not happy with what things it's like let's just kick the can down the road and I think that's probably what they did with Lucasfilm, but yeah, but, but we will, we'll find out about that. And that probably had a lot of these projects, like the, the Patty Jenkins rogue squadron, obviously if, if, if Kathleen Kennedy had been there and had same power in like five years from now, as she had at her peak, then yeah, a project like that probably would come off and maybe even God help us. The Ryan, you know, the Ryan Johnson stuff could come off. But if somebody else is coming in, especially if they're on the other side of the of the philosophical divide, then yeah. Then something like then something like the Ryan Johnson stuff is probably going to be DO going to be DOA, de- depending on what his his own trilogy, you know, if he ever really sketched out what he wanted to do. But yeah, it's it's good. It's that part's gonna that part will be interesting. And yeah, we and we can We'll see more. We'll see what more information comes out about this WB thing because it is kind of, it's all kind of like the DC WB James Gunn stuff. It's like a beat. It's like got a mind of its own these days. It's like a life of its own. Every single day, it seems like there's another story. And like you, like you and I talked about before. So just wait another week, and there'll be even more. There'll be even more stuff to talk about somewhere. Anything? Anything you want to push, my friend? Um, I don't think so. It is my Instagram. At Choanata, C-H-O-A-N-A-T-A. That's about it. Every once in a while, I'll post some new art there. But I think it's been a couple of weeks since I posted anything. I've still been making art. I just am very lazy about the whole social media aspect of it. I can understand that. Hey, my 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 vision soda's shipped. You sure you don't want one if I end up getting two dupes? But you already got them. No, I got the John Stewart one, remember? 
what's the oh oh vision yeah vision oh you can still think about it i mean i know they've shipped i don't I, I, so i'm going to assume i'll probably get them sometime around uh the end of next week but just in case i end up getting two of the same regardless of nah nah i don't think so okay i just figured out thank you i would figure i would ask one more time i appreciate it you're welcome uh let's do uh so lanterncast at gmail.com website is lanterncast.com you can follow us on twitter like us on facebook hashtag geocast apple podcast spotify and stitcher whichever platform you listen to us on please leave us a positive review last but not least if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or a text 708 lantern and let us know what you think so hopefully actually you and i should do a toy should do a toy podcast episode why don't you mull it over and think about it think about a topic or whether it's lego related or just going just going we haven't talked toys in so long we can just come up with things that we've either yeah. collected or interested in and we haven't but we should we should do one of those and some maybe that, that that is one that we could probably do off the cuff and i know that's my point that we should maybe, maybe maybe we should do that in the next in the next few weeks and just do one since we it's been a while and and hell and hell if, uh well then again we can't count on getting those uh those parallax pops anytime too because we know how long it takes for those things to ship <laughs> Since Kyle, I think I think uh, Chad said like like a week or so ago that it's Kyle Rayner finally just shipped. Oh Jesus! That's I know like two months. Yeah, they were they were they were very late. So um, let's let's just hope that uh, our our Parallax Funkos don't take that long to ship. But but yeah, I'll I will think of some stuff that I've gotten, and then and then maybe we can do a toy episode real soon. Sounds good. Good night, everybody. So long, everyone, and special shout out to Chad Bokelman. Wherever you are. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> Swing low. Quarters in session, averted is in. No appeal on the docket today, just my home sin.